Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Y'all This Book. I'm Lisa, and I'm here with the amazing and talented Dory. Hi, everyone. I am very, very um, glad to be here with you. I know it's been a while, y'all, but listen, it it's hard in these COVID streets. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on, but, you know, how have you been doing? How was your Halloween? My Halloween was good. I mean, I spent it watching Christmas movies on Hallmark and eating candy corn. So I kind of got the best of both worlds, but I definitely started my Christmas celebrations way, way early this year. Um, my soul just needed it. So I feel like I had the Halloween spirit early in October, but by like mid to end of October, I was like, yeah, it's Christmas in this house. So, but it was good. How was yours? It was fun. Um, the kids, I, I don't go trick or treating with them because it's not fun for anyone when I go. So I sent them off to trick or treat with their dad and they were back within an hour with <laughs> bags so full. Like, I, wow. I just, yeah, I was like, y'all were only gone an hour and y'all got this much. And he was like, yes, I know. <laughs> wow. We still, we still have some. Yeah. It's, it's taken over the house. Um, but we had a really good time. Like I handed out candy. We did not have as many people as, you know, we've had in the past, mm-hmm. but I love handing out candy. I love seeing people's costumes. I just, I just love it. I, mm-hmm. I love all of it. Um, so it was good. I did not partake in any holiday movies that first weekend but I did get caught up in all the I want to put all my decorations out now it's hard not to Mm -hmm. this or I know it's early but it's hard not to get caught up in it yeah I mean I my soul needed it and I started listening to Christmas music early like the whole thing um so I just kind of went with it and um, yeah, it's been pretty hilarious because I'm, it's like, I, I saw this um, calendar on Instagram. Did you see it going around that explained the Christmas season? And it said like Christmas season starts November 1st and it's blocked out until Thanksgiving. And then you have two days for Thanksgiving and then it's back to Christmas. And I was like, yes, this is correct. Yes. Because people get upset a lot. They're like, can't we just have Thanksgiving? And it's like, yeah, we can have Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be celebrating Christmas before then and after. And I see nothing wrong with that. I don't understand. You go to Thanksgiving dinner and the house is decorated for Christmas. Who cares? Right. That's the, that's, that is the timetable that I adhere to November is Christmas (laughs) agreed and you know it's funny that you say because you know Mariah Carey has her video that drops after you know Halloween Mm -hmm. that way she can announce you know Christmas it's It's, time it's time yes and so we're in the car and I'm taking my kids to school and these children have no respect they were like do you know who Mariah Carey is first of all and I'm like I'm sorry excuse me do that's i know insulting and that's i'm like an insult they're like do you know that she's queen of christmas and i was like yeah yes i do and then these children that i carried around for nine months and 
had all kinds of crazy health issues all and then they come out and the disrespect they said well you know that's her only song right what i i pulled the car over and i was like okay listen <laughs> i'm no i was speechless for like a full 30 seconds and i was like do i have to start playing the entire catalog on the way to school because no she does not just have that one song i was hot <gasps> i'm getting hot again <laughs> Wow. I, that is terrifying that they think she only has one song. What? Uh, listen, we, I, I don't think I took a breath when I finally recovered until we got, and they were like, okay, well, we won't bring up Mariah Carey again around mom. And I was like, you know, all those little only girls that you listen to. Song? I was like, they wouldn't be here without mariah i was like listen <laughs> yeah i know i'm not a good parent obviously because i'm teaching my kids about you know the required musical history yeah they need to go back through the full dis discography and what's funny is they they probably know some of those songs, but they don't know it's her and right. they don't know that they know it. It's right. but it's probably they're probably songs that they have been hearing their entire lot their for their yes. entire lives because she especially radio. If you've ever listened to any pop radio station, you're gonna come across a Mariah Carey song. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing though, is I don't think they do because I don't think they listen to the radio. I think they pull up yeah, Apple Music and then share playlists with their friends. It's true. So they don't have that whole like, you know, a song gets released and then you hear they it. They didn't grow up with that. Every day, like a hundred times a day because the station would just play it all. Again, you're like okay. they don't know about that life where you wait to hear your song on the radio and then try and tape it on a cassette tape. They don't Listen, know that life. Lunging across, you've got the record and pause at the same time. Lunge because you got to have it ready. Lunging across the room mm -hmm. to try and unpause it to record. Mm -hmm. And half the time they had they carried over their little break in their station break in and it Eric and I my friend Eric and I were just talking about how all you wanted was a clean intro and outro of the song and the DJ was always talking over the song and you're like could we just play through the whole song I don't need to hear what's up next I right. want a clean intro and outro for my mixtape that I'm compiling okay I they mean, don't know that life. No, they don't. Like, did you ever call in to try and be caller number five so that you could try and get a bill paid or like get a gift card that they were that they were giving away? Oh, yes. My goodness. Yes, of course. They don't know that life. And do you remember like. I think the evolution of Ticketmaster is so freaking funny because still to this day, when I think of Ticketmaster, I think of calling over and over and over again yep. and having like my dad on one phone, me on another phone, trying to get through to get tickets that or having to line up physically at the Ticketmaster stand in the mall. Whereas now we all do everything online, obviously. Yeah. 
But to but in my brain, it is so embedded that Ticketmaster to me is either calling on your landline nonstop or standing in line. It's, right. That's, that's what how I think you when I think of Ticketmaster. Yeah, that's how you got tickets to a, a you you found that if it wasn't Ticketmaster, then it was at the venue and you had to go to the venue right. and be mm-hmm. like, I'd like tickets for the December show of, you know, whatever. And they'd be like, OK, and they would physically hand you tickets and you're like, thank you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you'd be and you'd have to wait in line and they would open at like 10 a.m. So you're trying to coordinate. You're like, OK, I need to be there sometimes in the middle of the night because I have to be there at 10 a.m. when they open to try and get this tickets because they only had a certain allotment of tickets because the other tickets you got to, you had to buy over the phone. It was chaos. Yes. These kids don't know. They don't. And so I just it made me think. I- <laughs> When you said November 1st, I'm like, right, when Mariah Carey, and then it made me remember that. And I was just, mm, I went to work mad. I was like, I cannot believe me. <laughs> I know. It just, it makes me, it's just such a clear difference in the generations because Mariah Carey was so like foundational to my youth and to discovering music. Right. Because her evolution as an artist was really interesting to me as well. And, you know, she's not only the queen of, you know, like music. She Remember, she had a remix for every song. She yeah. was who got me into remixes. Like, she's just an icon. And they need to go back through the discography. Yes. So now when we get in the car, I'm like, oh, y'all want Ramara I carry? And then, <laughs> lady... <laughs> I'd be interested to know what other artists they think only have one song. Well, we take turns in the car when all when everyone's in the car together and we will take turns and everybody gets a song and they cannot stand when it's me or their dad's turn because they hate everything we put on. <laughs> and I'm really? like, well, yes. I feel like we grew up with good music, though. Man, th- my kids right now. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something. I That whole new wave thing that happened, it bypassed me. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when, you know, like Smiths and The Cure and like Morrissey and all that were happening. And it bypassed me because at that time I was really super into Motown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because my dad was in the military and he was stationed overseas and he came back with all these bootleg motown records like mm-hmm. all of these and they're i still have them they're legit and so i found them and i was super into it so that all bypassed me well now it's come around and now a lot of what they like sounds like that and i'm like y'all are listening to new wave and they're like what's new wave and i'm like what y'all are listening to <laughs> it sounds sad is what it's like <laughs> yeah the cure is great for when you're depressed <laughs> i'm like everything you sound like sounds like joy division i'm like this is just that i mean it's wild <laughs> it has a time and a place but i'm just like okay well we have very different tastes <laughs> that is so crazy because i feel like we grew up with really good music i'm just saying i know thank you okay well hilarious so um, for those of y'all listening that don't know, Dory has an amazing Hallmark. Well, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't say it's Hallmark because it's not Hallmark. It's Christmas movie podcast. 
it's mostly Hallmark, but there's Lifetime. There's, you know, there's other movies on there. It's called All the Feels. And every season they put together a bracket of Christmas movies. So that way at the end, one is crowned winner. And it's amazing. And I love it. And every year I get so excited for it. And they finally came out with their bracket right before the movie started. But so um, I know she's probably been watching a lot of movies. So how's that been going? How's your Christmas movie journey been going? Christmas movie watching journey been going it's been good um I have been pleased with what we've been offered up so far for the most part um you know the bracket this year was tough and people had questions about it and I understand why it was very heavy on the lifetime. And then we had to go in and change some things because the schedule changed, but Hallmark didn't release their full schedule until way late. Yeah. And we do not record one day and then post the episode. The next, we usually need a few days to like edit the episode. So we just couldn't wait that long. Um, and so it was heavy on the lifetime. There were some weekends where we're like, I don't want to watch any of these movies, but here we are. Um, and then Hallmark released their schedule and it was a good, it looked like a good, interesting schedule. And so we were kind of bummed that we didn't get as many Hallmark movies as we wanted on there. Um, but so far I've been pleasantly surprised. There was only one movie. There were two actually that I had a lot of trouble with mm -hmm. um one of them was a christmas treasure did you watch that with jordan sparks no i did not watch that one um she was wonderful and i was pleasantly surprised i think she's a good actress you know sometimes things can get a little weird when mm -hmm. we have a singer who stars in one of these movies <laughs> Kelly i thought what <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i thought she was natural and beautiful and amazing but the script did her no favors they gave her her nothing to do it mm. was boring mm. and then this one last night it premiered <laughs> i'm sorry but when i saw you're watching this i was like i'm so excited you're about to start this journey because it is bonkers <laughs> what was it called my christmas family tree yes I hated it. I hated it. Hated it. And I, and I knew I was going to hate it. And I don't know why I watched it. I think it was just on. And I was kind of like, I, I want to see where this goes. I hated it. Um, it is one of those, you know, DNA test, a girl finds her father. Then it's a freaking mix up. And they say she's not his father. It, I hate that. And then she doesn't tell them that she knows she's not the daughter. It, I hated it. She, she reveals it at the worst possible time. They're about to take a family portrait and she has a nervous breakdown and it, I hated it. I really did not like it. I just don't, I don't like that type of story with the long lost fan i it's very hard to do that right yes it and makes i me very it. it makes me very tense because at some point the other shoe is gonna drop i will say though that 
usually around 945 on these movies, there's a big breakup scene. And this time, instead of breaking up with, you know, a significant other, it was the family. Like she was legit having a breakup scene with her family. Like, uh, I'm not actually a part of this family. I got to go. And it's, it was all like a breakups and it was incredibly sad like you know the breakup scene between you know a love interest you're like okay they're gonna get back together at the end but this i was like the kids are crying the mom is crying i hated like, the it grandmother, and i was like this is sad i, I like, hated that and it oh my God. oh it's devastating she's like i'll never see y'all again and she, i'm like this is awful <laughs> i don't want to cry at my hallmark movies <laughs> i hated that I, it, it just made me feel so gross and, oh, cause you know, her secret and she's like forging these bonds with these children. I, it, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm sorry. I, the, the fact that the uh, dad didn't prep those kids before she showed up and he said, oh, this is my daughter. And they're like, what? And he's like, well, I met her mom before your mom and I'm, or I'm like you didn't at least say hey mm-hmm. kids let me sit down and tell you something before this woman showed up you just foisted her on them and they're like shocked and of course one of them doesn't take it well because they're a kid and yeah okay I'm sorry I'll stop talking about it I didn't mean to get off on a rant but yes I was very upset well and the the daughter and father never shared a photo of the mother to confirm like is this the woman you know because this is my mother right that never happened it was wild (laughs) I could I just couldn't handle it and I knew I wouldn't be able to handle it Amy Teagarden is 32 years old she was dressing like a 50 year old kindergarten teacher they had her in blouses and I use that word purposefully blouses and trousers <laughs> from Talbot's yeah why don't they have this woman dressed how a woman her age dresses she woke it, up yeah she was in blouses print blouses yep my mother doesn't even dress like that. This woman woke up and every day was a, it's a Chico's kind of day. She was For real. in Chico's clothes. She was in Chico's clothes. It was not, I was not feeling it. I also, for some reason, really felt, and I don't feel this all the time, but I really felt the age difference between her and Andrew Walker. I think they're probably about 10 years apart but she always reads younger than me younger to me probably because Mm -hmm. I watched her on Friday Night Lights so maybe she'll always be a teenager to me but she always reads younger to me Mm -hmm. so in a lot of ways I was like why is this old man creeping on this young woman like I don't know I had a lot of trouble with the deception and the secrets and you know Lots of families actually go through this and it is not as, yeah. Yeah. It happened in our family and yeah, it you know, happened, yeah. it's happened multiple times in our family, like with different family members yeah. uh, being discovered and it's not like this. No, <laughs> it's you not don't, like this. 
yeah, you don't just spring them on somebody. You got to prep people and you got to say, hey, this is what's going on. Because you need to leave people room to process before mm-hmm. you say, hey, here they are right in your face. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Surprise. <laughs> um, but it, it, somebody on Twitter said, because I was on Twitter while I was watching it, and somebody brought up a very good point. Because at one point, the dad and the Andrew Walker character are saying, you know, it's weird because she calls her mom Patty and the woman I know as her mother was Trish. And later somebody's like, y'all really didn't know that Patricia was both Patty and Trish. (laughs) (laughs) Not one person said her full first middle and last name and said, this is my stupid. He's like, well, why does she always think that her mom was called Patty? I only knew her as Trish. Patricia that's why so stupid and and I want to be clear about this movie because I know I just said I hated it 12 million times <laughs> but I think why I hated it was because there were some really genuine good beautiful moving moments um like I did enjoy her bonding with the family and I thought that that was lovely. And I love that this girl who thought she had no family was getting a family. And I thought that was wonderful, but what makes me hate it is then those moments are squandered because looming over us is knowing that this is potentially not real that this is potentially not her family, that she's going through all of this for people who are potentially strangers to her. And so it was hard for me to enjoy it because I would see a really great moment like that. And then remember, wait a minute, this girl got a phone call saying that ain't her daddy. So, and when is she going to tell them? And it, oh, it was such a challenge for me. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so i haven't watched but a handful um i am watching tonight the, i don't know when this is going to air but i know i'm watching tonight holiday in harlem i'm excited about that one that one looks great and then i don't know i haven't really been keeping tabs on i do know when nine kittens of christmas is coming out because i'm going to watch that one for sure yes there i mean the schedule looks it looks good yeah, it looks pretty good. So we'll see. So speaking of holidays, I did want to talk to you because I know we talked about it a little bit offline, but holiday shopping. Mm-hmm. How is that looking for you this year? I'm trying to limit it um, a lot because of supply chain issues. I think we're hearing a lot about that. And the supply chain issues are real. It's really wild to go into a store and they're like, yeah, we just have none of this because yeah, we're out. We're out. The world is out. And um, so I'm trying to keep it very bare bones. People are getting gift cards. I talked to you about what to get my niece. She's getting at least one of her gifts is going to be cash because I don't want to, because also all this supply chain stuff is happening, but, and I, but it, it has also made me wonder like, why are we all killing ourselves 
to get gifts to people. Like, I hope that my friends know that I love them. And like my mom, I hope she knows that I love her. And do I need to get, do we need to give each other all these things? And I kind of just want to put a pause on gift giving this year because it's so chaotic and stressful. And then you're worrying about, is my package going to make it to its destination? How early do I need to buy things? And it's also a financial thing. Like I, I can't afford to buy everyone's gifts this week and get them out. Right. I just, I need, I need a couple paychecks. Like I need money. So it's tough. And I did talk to my, um, one of my best friends, Colin, and I said, you know what, this year, how about we just go to a super nice dinner? He and I love to go out to eat. We love a cocktail. I'm like, why don't we just find the best martini in LA and we go to a nice dinner and drink and gift that and split it and gift that to each other. Right. Which is so much more fun because it's an experience. And um, I do that already with one of my girlfriends here for um, it's kind of like a combo her birthday and Christmas. We usually don't do it until like February because that's when her birthday is. But we just pick like a nice steakhouse or a nice Italian place, like a place that you wouldn't normally go. That's usually a little pricier. Right. And just enjoy each other and catch up and have a nice two hour meal with good food and good drinks and just enjoy each other and gift that experience to each other. So I'm going to try and do more of that as opposed to giving like physical things to people because it's getting too hard and stressful and complicated. Yeah, I agree. And, um, part of the reason I wanted to talk about this on air is because I have a theory um, that kind of, I don't know, I don't know if it's directly related, but I agree with you. I think right now people are, are desperate for experiences, mm-hmm. you know, and just being together, you know, in a general mm-hmm. sense. Um, but at the same time, my theory is this, is that the last two years, I feel like we've all been comfort buying. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about large purchases, but just things that generally just make us feel happy, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, books and candles and tchotchkes or whatever, because we're at home and we had online stuff and, you know, we've been, so for me personally, there's not a whole lot to pick from because we just been buying like mm-hmm. for a while there, we weren't leaving the house. I mean, we're not dramatically leaving the house now, but like, you know, going to work and, you know, now we're a little bit more open to going to stores and, and, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, but we're still, we're just in previous years, pre pandemic, you know, we might save some of these things and put them on a wish list, Hey, mm-hmm. for Christmas or birthday or whatever. And I feel like right now we're all just kind of Mm -hmm. Oh, I already bought that for myself because it was a crappy week and I can't, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and there's just not a lot. And I don't know. It just feels, it feels a little more empty right now. Like it's not as meaningful to share Mm -hmm. these gifts because it just seems like, I don't know, frivolous. Maybe that's it feels like one more thing on your to do list. Like, that's how I feel when I hear these supply chain issues. It's like everyone's saying, well, get your shopping done now. 
And so it feels like instead of kind of taking your time and selecting something meaningful, you're like, well, I just got to get something out to this person. Right. Because I can't not get them something. And it always makes me question like, but do we need to, I, I understand like who doesn't like a present? I get it. But part of me just wants to say, can we take a pause this year and right. save all of ourselves, all of our postal workers, all of our frontline workers who are out there killing themselves still in this pandemic? Like, can we just all give each other a break and just send our love and the intention to yeah. <laughs> give a meaningful gift when things calm down a little bit? I know. I feel so bad for our postman, our postman is amazing. His name is Sean and he's awesome. And I'm basically going to quadruple his Christmas tip mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> I'd be mm-hmm. like, you've been bringing us packages like left and right all They're year through it. So let me just give you this stack of money to say thank you. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I mean, I completely think that you're correct. I think comfort buying is the right term for it because we've all been doing it anything to help you get through the day in front of you the week in front of you you're just you're gonna do it and we've all it's been I would say a necessity you know like just any little thing to kind of help push you through because things have been dark and it's been hard you know and I'm a person who loves shopping and loves to buy things I am a consumer one of my favorite podcasts is called add to cart and it is a podcast about shopping and I live for it and I love it and even I super shopper have been having a lot of trouble kind of getting into that mode recently. It's been tough. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I know even my kids are struggling to come up with a list. They're normally, you know, normally about, you know, the end of like August, September, (laughs) they're like, Hey, we already know what we want for Christmas. And I'm like, good. Cause I'll probably need that much time to plan for it. Cause <laughs> exactly. it's always shocking. I'm like, well, you know, cause we're in like a standoff where a couple of years ago they were like, <laughs> they would say something to be expensive. And I'm like, that's expensive. Like, well, what does it matter? It's coming from Santa. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so now we're in a standoff because I know that they know, and they know that I know that they know, but we're in a standoff because nobody wants to admit it. So they're like, well, why does price matter if it's coming from Santa? And I'm like, (gasps) they're smart. (laughs) They're smart because they're too damn old to be doing that. Yes, And they are sticking to their guns. That's brilliant. They're trying to get me to say, well, it's not. Mm -hmm. They're playing you. And so I'm like, for two years, they've been playing you. Yeah. They're like, well, and probably before then. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. For the past, I'm going to say four years, they've been playing you. Yeah, they're like, we'll we'll ask for this from, we'll ask, because they're like, well, we ask for the lower end stuff from you guys. And I'm like, okay. They're like, because then we'll ask the pricey stuff from Santa, because, you know, since it comes from Santa, it won't matter how much it costs. And I'm like, dang it. You're like, but it does. (laughs) 
so now I've got supply chain Santa. I'm like, look, even Santa has supply chain issues. So y'all are going to have to reload it. <laughs> the elves are tired. They're already getting hazard pay. Like you got to get your list of them tonight. So I'm like, all right. But even they, you know, despite all that, even they're coming, they're struggling mm-hmm. to come up with stuff. Cause I mean, you know, I'll be honest the last, you know, two years, if they've asked for something and if it's been reasonable, like reasonably priced, I've been getting it. Cause I'm like, we're all stuck inside. Right. Right. It's any bit of comfort. I totally get it. I totally get it. You know, so is well, there anything that you, um, cause I do like to buy myself a gift and I usually just buy one or two things that I would never ask someone to get me mm-hmm. that are either like expensive or weird. And I'm like, you know what? You're getting this for yourself. Do not put this on anyone else. Is there any like gift you have your eye on for yourself or something you've already gotten for yourself? Oh my gosh. There is this bag. I know it's always bags or planners. Um, there is this company called Notique that makes planner covers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she came out with a line of tote bags. Ooh, they are so beautiful. They are also out of my price range. They're not like crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not like, you know, it's not like asking for like a Louis Vuitton, you know, or anything like that, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a, more than a hundred dollars, you know, more than $200, you know, it's, mm-hmm. they're pricey. And, um, I just, I stare at it all the time, all the colors, all the options, you all the sizes. Ask Santa for it. I know, it. I'm like, well, if it comes from Santa, then who cares? <laughs> <laughs> then money's no option, you know, money's no factor. <laughs> I'm sure Santa will get right on that for you. <laughs> I know, so that's the thing that I'm like, okay, if I, my parents and my grandparent and my one remaining grandparent they're always very sweet and they always do send us christmas money to, mm-hmm. my mom always usually says don't spend it on groceries because she knows me and i'll be like "Ooh, i can add that to like bread <laughs> like <laughs> i can add that eggs. to our, our budget <laughs> she's like spend it on legit pre-. i'm like okay um so I'm like, I know I'll get some money, not the full amount, but I would get something yeah. where it would reduce the cost for me. And then I could get, it's so pretty. It's like this, you know, it's one of those faux leather ones, but it's like mm-hmm. the one that I like is this like crocodile, like textured. Ooh, say no more. And it's the black one with the black logo. It's all black. Ugh. Link listen. to it. Yeah. Listen, I'll send it to you later. I just, I'm obsessed. I love it. I already have some of her, like I have two of her planner covers and I love them. And she came out with totes for her anniversary. And I'm just like, (gasps) do you think she'll run a black Friday, cyber Monday sale? That's the thing that she's already started it because of supply chain issues. I know you got to get it. What's the discount? Well, it just, she's kind of doing, she's running it from now through like like once a week is like something new for a few days, okay, you know, like uh-huh. a new highlight. And so I'm just waiting because I, there's always a, um, affiliate codes mm-hmm. that you can use for like 15% off. So I know I can always get a discount of some sort. Mm-hmm. It's just, I was going to roll the dice and see if that particular, if that particular item yeah. went on sale or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very fun. I hope you get it. I hope Santa brings it to you. Thank you. Now, what about you? Do you have anything you have your eye on? Um, I am cutting myself off from Christmas shopping because I already bought myself a gift. I bought myself a beauty advent calendar that was more expensive than I'd usually spend on myself. Um, but I've never had an advent calendar that wasn't food. It's either like chocolate or my friend Mel got me a wine advent calendar last year. That was super fun. So I wanted to, and I love that because I love having a little gift every day. And I think that's what I love most. I love the little stuff for Mm -hmm. the holidays. You know, my mom to this day makes my stocking for me still. And she is the best stocking stuffer. It's just all that, you know, she'd get Santa when I was little would bring (laughs) me a big gift. Mm -hmm. And then I'd have stuff from my parents and from family, but I lived for my stocking and it was like socks and candy and just all these little treats. Cause I loved it. Cause it's like, you're getting more, even if they're small, it's just, it feels like so much. And I, so I love that idea of having something little every day leading up to Christmas. And I spent a pretty penny on it. Um, I signed up to their mailing list to get my 15% off. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Um, because I love all things skincare. And this is a really, it's the Elemis, um, beauty advent calendar. And they have, it's a brand that I have only tried a couple of things, but I've really liked those couple of things. And so I figured this would be the perfect way to try everything and see what I love and what yes. more of. Yes. And I also loved, cause it was a combo of skincare for your face, but also body care too, because I love a body wash. I love yeah. a, a nice body lotion, all of these things. So I got it for myself and it's been here for a few weeks and the worst part is waiting to open it because I want, there have been so many days where I'm like, I just want to get in there. I need to get in there. I need to know what day one is. I have to get in there. So it's kind of sitting in the corner taunting me. Um, but because it was more expensive than I would usually spend, I'm trying to hold off on anything else big. I'm sure black Friday is going to tempt me with some other things and I might get myself one more thing, but I had to do it. And I'm so glad I did because it's beautiful. The box is beautiful and I'm just ready. I'm, it just, it has me so excited for December 1st to come. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, at least, you know, there's a day that's going to come that, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, and it's not far off, but I'm the same way because we got that wine advent calendar in like September. Looking at you, isn't it? Yeah. We've had it Mm -hmm. in the dining room. It's in September. And I'm like, okay, because Mm -hmm. they sell out like instantly at Costco. And so when we saw it, we bought it (laughs) and now Mm -hmm. it's just been sitting there and I'm like, (laughs) I just want to open it. No, I was going to get a sparkling wine advent calendar. As you know, I've been, I've had my heart set on one, but there was one that was like too expensive. And after I got the beauty advent calendar, I was like, I can't do it. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then there's one that world market does that appears to be sold out. And then the Aldi one 
I don't think they sold it at any of the Aldi's by me because I've gone to two of them and they have every other advent calendar in stock. Well, if and they that don't includes sell liquor, beer. Oh yeah. That includes beer and wine. Because they have like multiple of the beer and wine advent calendars. And so I'm kind of like either people only bought the sparkling wine advent calendar or they didn't sell it at all. And I'm leaning towards they didn't sell it at all because I feel like if, why would you sell out of just the sparkling wine and not the regular wine that's a bigger value? It's more days worth and the, so I don't know. I'm bummed, but you know what? I'll just, I'll just get a couple bottles of champagne and go to town. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Listen, I don't need an advent calendar to drink champagne every night. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, it's funny that you talked about Santa gift early. Well, that we talked about Santa because that actually segues into my get to know our shelves question. Ooh. I'm very excited about it. So Ooh. it's not directly bookish related but it's seasonal related. So I feel like that's fair game. So my question is how, when you were growing up, how did your Santa gifts come? Cause everybody has their wrapped, mm-hmm. unwrapped stocking mm-hmm. only. What was your Santa gifts growing up? Unwrapped. Yeah. I knew that they were from Santa. If they were unwrapped, everything from family, friends, was wrapped. So when I would come down in the morning, I would know what was from Santa specifically because it was unwrapped. And it was also the best thing because I would wake up at five in the morning. I was one of those, like, you know, it's still dark. We're doing this, everyone up. Um, And to run downstairs and see everything that was on your list and to see it outside of the wrapping. And you're just like in your head, you're checking it off. Like, yes, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. And then I would immediately be able to play with everything. And the other fun part was that um, all of everything would be put together. So it was immediately ready Mm -hmm. to play with it, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it was my little, you know, play school kitchen kitchenette or it was my you know barbies my legos they were out and ready to play with and i loved that what about you it's funny that you say the barbie that put together because Mm -hmm. i'll still to this day one of the most tense christmas eves we've ever had (laughs) was putting together (laughs) that freaking barbie dream house with the elevator (laughs) And time was running out and we were sweating because it was like a million small pieces and none of it was coming together. And we were kept trying to be quiet so the kids wouldn't wake up. And it was so tense. It was was like diffusing a bomb. We were like, right. "Ah." And even now, just thinking about it, it gives me the sweats. I'm like, those Mm -hmm. freaking Barbie dream houses, man. (laughs) Well, because you can't do it before because you can't hide that anywhere unless you have a giant mansion and you can't risk them knowing what it is because you have to have it in the box, then hide the box 
then hide where you hid the box because little kids can find things. Yep. So there's just no other option. And then kids always stay up a little later on Christmas Eve. You got your cookies and milk for Santa. There, there's all that nervous excitement. You're like, are these kids ever going to go to sleep so I can start building this thing? Yes. It's stressful. It is. So it's funny that you say that. So when I had the exact same experience as you growing up where unwrapped was from Santa. So you come down, you know, you come out of the room, you come from wherever. And we always spent every Christmas on my grandparents in Mississippi. Um, cause that was one of the two times a year we would see them. So we were always there. So, um, I always knew that when I got up and whatever was unwrapped, that was from Santa. And so it just made sense because why would he wrap anything? He would just exactly. take it out of his bag and put it down, you know? And so you mm-hmm. come out and you see it and you're like, he was here. Oh my God. It's real. Mm-hmm. And you, you saw, the, you know, I don't know about you, but like, you know, my dad actually took the time to eat some of the cookie and leave crumbs, oh, and yeah. them, you know? So you're like, Oh my God, it happened. Well, you know, and I'll, I'll never forget one year I, I woke up, it was like two 30 and I woke up with my sister and we were like, let's just go see. And we snuck out and we snuck around and we looked in there and there I saw it, a pound puppy, which is all I wanted was a pound puppy. (laughs) And he was in the box and I saw it and I was like, so happy. I was like kid tears. And I went over and I grabbed it and I took it back to the room so I could just hug it. And then I thought I'll get in trouble if I have it too soon. So I ran back out and put it back down. I was just like, and then I couldn't go back just because I was like, (laughs) he's out there. I was like, he's out there. And then <laughs> I get I get married and my husband was like unwrapped Santa gifts are wrapped and I'm like what no. and we legit had to have it like out because he was like <laughs> Santa has his own wrapping paper and I'm like what <laughs> I'm what? sorry but Santa has his own wrapping paper yeah so I said <laughs> so I said so you came downstairs and all your gifts were wrapped and he goes yes Santa had a certain wrapping paper. So those are from him. I can. And then I was like, I said, but what about the writing on the labels? It all looked the same. And he was like, listen, at that time, we didn't notice stuff like that. Now, yes, it obviously is a glaring error on my mother's part. <laughs> this is hysterical. And I, we really argued. And I finally, I said, look, and I, I'm out here with like PowerPoint presentations. I'm like at a TED talk and I'm like, why would logistically Santa have wrapping paper on hand to wrap? I was like, wouldn't he just take them out of his sack and put it? And, you know, we debated and finally he was like, okay, that does make more sense. Let's do it that way. And I'm like, thank you. Cause who's going to end up wrapping these presents? This girl. This is so funny to me. Like (laughs) I just. Santa has his own wrapping paper, just has me in a tailspin. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, was like, I don't understand. I said, so you never found this random wrapping paper around the house? It's like, this looks oddly like Santa's. And he's like, no, my mom hid it. And I'm like, we're not doing that. That is so, <laughs> a so much work. That is so wild to be like, yeah, Santa has his bespoke wrapping paper that he <laughs> put on each of your gifts all I know is that in my family that could not would not have happened it was my brother because he's 13 years older than me it would be my brother 
putting together gifts for me the night before my parents were like Kevin go (laughs) go start putting this stuff together and we're gonna put this stuff together and my dad also said I should have known Santa I should have known about Santa because my dad always said you know Dory Santa likes beer so we left Santa beer (laughs) we left Santa cookies and beer (laughs) amazing yeah and it was always gone and I'd be like but why can he he shouldn't be drinking and driving and my dad's like it's fine he's magic he's magic it's fine Santa doesn't get drunk it's magic oh my god this is so awesome I'm so glad that somebody else out there agrees with the no wrapping paper because it was just bonkers I'm like what it is absurd the I I mean I'm speechless because who is wrapping it do the elves wrap it before and they load Santa's car he also needs to see what he's pulling out to double check like yes Lisa wanted the crocodile bag here it is you know look it makes sense to me like don't wrap it so it's interesting though because i have come across other people that have had wildly different santa gift traditions so that's why i wanted to throw it out there how were your so any of y'all that have different santa gift traditions let us know man shoot us an email that's amazing or tweet at us because i i'm obsessed i I, once i figured out that not everybody did it that way I didn't even realize there was another option. I love I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I love finding out what people's like Santa rituals are because I'm like, what? Y'all did what? (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Oh my God. Amazing. So well, I know it's been a while since we've chatted, but what have you what have you been reading lately? Or what are you reading? Um what am I reading? Well, I've kind of turned to seasonal Ooh, reading. Yes. Um, and it's been harder for me to get through books. It's been harder for me to um, stay engaged with books. And I think part of it is just that end of the year exhaustion, that end of the year kind of, there's so much going on and it's, I love the holidays, but there's no doubt that it's stressful and Mm -hmm. exhausting. And so I'm still reading, but it's taking a longer time for me to get into books and it's taking me longer to, um, finish them. So I've kind of started reading more category romances because those things go by real fast and I love it. They're perfect for my attention span. Yeah. Um, there's a series called the men at work series by Tiffany Reese that I have been meaning to read for years, literally for years. And I finally started and I'm so glad I did. She has three, there are three books in the series. One is a Halloween romance. One is a Thanksgiving romance (gasps) and one is a Christmas romance. I love it. Yes. So the Halloween romance is called her Halloween treat. And it's about a woman. Her name is Joey. And she finds out that her boyfriend that she's been dating for two years is actually married. She had no idea. 
And so she uh, dumps him and goes to, I believe, Oregon. All these books take place in Oregon at a, around a place called Lost Lake. And she goes up there where she grew up because her brother is getting married and he is having his wedding on Halloween. And Halloween also happens to be her birthday. And the wedding is a Halloween themed. Everyone comes in costume, um, dressed in eighties costumes. And there is such a fun part of the book where they're at the wedding and, um, our hero, Chris is explaining all the costumes that he's seeing. (laughs) And it's so fun. He's like, there are some golden girls. There are some ghostbusters. Like it's so fun. Um, and so Joey goes up there to lost Lake. She stays in a cabin that her parents owned when she was growing up. And, um, there's a very sexy handyman there who she also went to high school with and is also her brother's best friend. Hello. Yes. So that one is a delight. Then the Thanksgiving romance is called Her Naughty Holiday. And I loved this book. Um, I think if I were to do a list of favorite books of the year, this one would be on it. It's about a woman. Her name is Clover and she owns a business. She owns like a gardening business where she sells flowers and plants and stuff to kind of bigger retailers and farmers and things. And, um, she has an employee who is a teenager who's had kind of like a troubled past and Clover gives her a chance and she comes to work for her. And this, um, employee of hers also has a hot dad that Clover falls in love with. Mm. And what I loved about this book is it's really about a woman coming into her own um, and standing up to her family who has always kind of treated her. She's been very successful in business, but to her family, it means nothing because she's single. And she has a moment where she finally kind of stands up to them and tells them about themselves. And it is such a great scene. Mm. I love it. It was one of my favorite reads of the year. And then the third book I have not read yet. It's called One Hot December by Tiffany Reese. So that'll round out the um, the series. But I highly recommend it. If you want some seasonal holiday reading, these are great books. They're very short. The first two are under 200 pages. And I oh, wow. think the third one is only like two 220, 230 pages, something like that. Yeah. So they're very quick reads. They're on um, audio. If you'd rather listen, I've been loving them. That's awesome. Um, So I read those at the beginning of October. All I wanted was witch romances. Mm -hmm. And I read um, a book called Witch Please (laughs) by Anne Aguirre. Um, and I freaking loved it. It's about this witch. Her name is Danica and she and her cousin own a repair shop and they of course repair everything with their magic. And she falls in love with Titus who owns a bakery 
He is not magical in any way. And that's kind of the tension. Her grandmother really wants her to marry another witch. She's very concerned about, you know, the bloodline, as it Mm. were. And um, so there's a lot of tension about her going after what she wants or going after what she feels is her duty. And she cannot stay away from this man. She tries to end it with him and kind of leave him and go and, you know, push him away. And she just cannot stay away from him. It's so great. So that's a fun one. And I also read the lights on Knockbridge Lane, which is another holiday romance. It's a Christmas romance. We talked about this one before. This was the Roan Parish wrote it. Oh yeah. I was going to say that sounds very familiar. Yes. Yes. It's the gay romance. It's a a Harlequin. I think it's like a Harlequin desire. Mm -hmm. The first gay romance that they've done. Mm -hmm. First gay holiday romance they've done. Something like that. Yes. Um, So I talked, so I read that because um, I'm going to be on an episode of the Boobies and Newbies podcast. Oh, fun. Yeah. And so we read that book. It's very cute. Um, It's a great holiday romance with not a ton of holiday in it, which I appreciated. Yeah. It doesn't like beat you over the head with holiday. Um, It's about, it's about a man who wants to. Um, he promises his daughter the best Christmas ever. And to her, the best Christmas ever means having the most Christmas lights in the world on their house. And so he, his funds are limited and he is trying every which way to get lights for this house. Um, but he's also falling in love with his reclusive neighbor who lives across the street. And, um, it's great. It's, it's very sweet. Um, again, this isn't a very long book. It's maybe around 250 pages. It's holiday without too much holiday. Both, um, both men in the story have a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of things that they're working through, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciated. And I hope that this opens up doors to other, having other gay romances in, um, category and in books in general. And I hope that opportunities are given to people of all different genders to write these stories. You know, I see a lot of, we talked about before about how we see a lot of gay romance being written by women. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that becomes more inclusive. So we get to see gay men writing gay romance you know, yes. Um, but it's a nice read. And I do want to support, like at the end of the day, I want to support these books because right. I want more of them and I want more opportunities for different types of authors. And I feel like we won't get there if we don't support these books. Right. So I hope that everyone will consider reading it. It's great that there's, there is a little kid in it. I know that that is controversial in romance. Some people do not want children in their romance at all. And I get it. Yes. But this little girl is like, this little girl is so cool. Like, I kind of wish I was more like her. She's very, she's just cool. She's into, um, she kind of, 
inadvertently gets her dad together with the neighbor because she breaks into his house because she sees that he has snakes. He has pet snakes. And so she's like, but daddy, there were snakes. I had to go inside. (laughs) My hands were tied, dad. Right. I had to go inside. Like there were snakes in there. And so, um, but she's cool. She likes science and she loves animals and nature and she's, she's awesome. So I would recommend that book. And then finally, I wanted to talk about window shopping by Tessa Bailey. Did, have you read window shopping? I know you I were am on chapter it. six. I just started. It. Okay. So no surprise that I loved it. Um, it's grumpy sun- sunshine, but with a grumpy uh, lady mm. and a sunshine fellow. Love it. Very Ted Lasso vibes from him. And um, it's great. It gave me all the Christmas feels. Tessa Bailey just always hits the spot for me. So highly, highly recommend. Um, and I also like it because Stella, our main character, is just getting out of prison. And that's usually the hero. If you ever have a kind of an ex-convict romance, nine times out of ten, it is the hero who has right. just gotten out of prison. And this is Stella's. And in this book, Stella's the one who's just gotten out. And it's about her kind of um, reacclimating to life. And there's, of course, a backstory, as there always is, about right. why she was there and how she got there um, and what she learned from the experience. And I love that Aiden never judges her. Yeah. He just loves her. I'm just at the beginning where she initially has told him just a little bit about what got her in jail to try and scare him off. Mm -hmm. So I'm just at that point where he's like, no, I want. He doesn't budge. I want more. And she's like, you want more of the story? You want more of me? He's like both. He's like, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just at the beginning. And I'm like, this is one of those ones that as soon as I get a couple hours together i know i'm just gonna zoom through this Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah it's not that's another book it's not very long as you can hear the theme of my reading is not very long because my (laughs) attention span is shot so yes yes i need i need under 300 pages right now uh which is not the norm a lot of times in romance you know like a lot of a lot of books that i have read and loved in romance are quite long but I am at the point where if your book is under 300 pages, I'll give it a shot. If it's under 250, I'll be even happier. And if it's under 100 or if it's under 200, I will kiss the ground that you walk on. Like that's what my attention span requires. So that's what I've been reading recently. Um, that's kind of what I read during Oct- like through October. And then right now, um, I just got Mistletoe and Juno that came to me in the library. So I'm going to start that. Um, excited for that. I'm also excited to read What He Wants for Christmas by Brenda Jackson. That is another category, um, which again, I'm super into right now. And um, One Hot December, like I mentioned. So I think that this month, I'm kind of going to read those Christmassy romances. Yeah, for sure. What about you? What have you been reading? So I read kind of a 
a mix between holiday and just, you know, non-holiday books, I guess. Um, I read the novelization of Christmas in Evergreen 4, Bells Are Ringing by Lacey Baker, which we, you know, I know you've seen the movie. We've both seen the movie and we both love the movie. And we were very excited for Hannah and Elliot's story to finally, you know, come to fruition in both the movie and the book. And so this was just a very, it was a lovely, lovely extension of the movie. We got just a, a touch more, you know, um, into their minds, into their motivations, you know, what, why they, um, they're, they're both. So basically the, the storyline is, is, you know, Hannah's lived there for, she's a lifelong resident of Evergreen, Vermont. Elliot moved there when he was um, younger. They've been best friends. Eventually they realized that they loved each other and they're together. And in this um, story, Hannah's really, and this is funny because this is a theme in all four books I've read since we've last talked. The theme that I have found is every book I read was about a character finding their family, like their chosen family, like finding their place in life mm-hmm. and what family means to them and how that affects their life and like just all of that. And every single one has that some in some form, which I'm like, okay, am I? Am I missing family? What's happening here? But um, in this one, you know, Hannah's overworked. She's constantly on the go. She's constantly um, doing stuff for the town, for the townspeople. Um, always got these jobs, always juggling these jobs. She doesn't really have time for Elliot because she's constantly busy. Elliot, at the same time, is making plans to increase his business, which is her parents' old business that he bought. And so he has these grand ideas to expand and move to a second location in Boston. And he's like, and she'll want to go, except I maybe haven't told her yet. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's their conflict together. And of course she's like, I've always lived here. I'm always going to live here. Like I don't want to leave. And so it's kind of like finding the balance between the two and of course, you know, it all works out as it always does, but it was just a very, it was a, to me, a perfect companion to the movie. I loved the movie. You know, you go to Evergreen and you're just surrounded by mm-hmm. a community of people that care about each other. And it's all everything that, you know, is Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what I liked about number four was when um, Mayor Michelle, who's Holly Robinson, Pete, you know, her sister comes and is like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all do Christmas. This is too much. Mm-hmm. It's like Christmas <laughs> it's, on crack. Yeah, yeah. she calls it out. <laughs> and she was so funny in the movie. And she's the same. She's equally as hilarious in the book. She's Love like, that. yeah, I don't like Christmas and the record scratches in the restaurant. Everybody's like, <laughs> what? Come again? Yeah. So, you know, so it was, it was delightful. Um, it was a quick read mainly because I'd already seen the movie. So it was really easy to go through it because it was all in my head. And I'm like, oh yeah um and then i read um it's a book called within these wicked walls by lauren blackwood it's a retelling of jane Eyre, mm-hmm. um except this time it's um she's ethiopian and she is a she deals with curses like removing curses from homes and so she gets hired on at Thornfield and to remove it from these curses, it's, it's, they call it the evil eye, which 
the whole time I kept thinking of El Ojo, which, you know, in the Mexican tradition is the evil eye. And it's a real thing in our culture to think that someone's going to give you the evil eye and you will get sick. And so it was a very, it was a different version of it, but it just made me laugh because I'm like, man, you can't play around with El Ojo because it <laughs> it will jack you up. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then the the head of the house is, you know, um, Rochester, just like in um, Jane Eyre. What I liked about this version, I did see some reviewers think that it was barely Jane Eyre-esque, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not a fan of Jane Eyre. Yeah, me either. I will watch the movie, like the adaptations, but the but for the most part, Rochester gets on my damn nerves. Mm-hmm. He gaslights her the whole time. Mm-hmm. He chases after this poor, young, innocent person, and he's got all these secrets, and he makes her feel ridiculous. And then, you know, she, she he coerces her into this like relationship. When he finds out the truth, he's trying to like even coerce her. It just the whole thing makes me so mad mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's a grown ass man, and she's like eighteen. Yeah, and so it it does. It makes me mad. In this book, however. Rochester is in his like 20s. They're both like a year apart. She's like 19 or 20. He's like 21. And so all of these bizarre choices that he makes, like these temper tantrums and like all these, it makes sense because he's basically a kid too. Mm -hmm. And I forgive him a little bit more for those weird ass attitudes and like Mm-hmm. He didn't seem as controlling in this one. It just seems like, you know, his house was literally evil and closing in on him and literally killing people. And I think that his motivation to try and keep her as something pure, I guess, made more sense because mm-hmm. he was so young and so controlled by the house. And so I actually did enjoy this adaptation. But part of it was um the uh the lead character again is finding her place in life finding her place in her family because of course just like in Jane Eyre she's cast off Mm -hmm. she doesn't really have family so she's finding her place finding her family she comes to really despite all of its bizarreness love the people that live at Thornfield and there's ghosts and there's priests and <laughs> all those things. Yes, like just all these, you know, curses and yeah. So it was it was fun. It was nice to read around Halloween. It was a nice dark yeah. gothicy like I read that towards the end of October and I was like this is perfect, you know. Yeah, perfect vibe. Yes. And then I don't know if I talked about this on the last one that we recorded, but you know, A Thorn in the Saddle by Rebecca Weatherspoon. It's the third in the Cowboys of California series that, so I don't know if I actually talked about it because I'd finished that, but oh, it was so good. Was it your favorite of, of the, the three? Of the three. Yes. It was so good. <laughs> it was so freaking good. Um, you know, it's, it's all three are um uh, storytelling like story um book retellings so this one is beauty and the beast jesse mm-hmm. um pleasant who's the head of the family um is the beast and you know he loses his temper and he has to try and like 
corral that and he goes off on a certain situation and the person involved in that situation her daughter or his daughter is like I don't think so you know just like in Beauty and the Beast when mm-hmm. you know Maurice is going through and he looks for warmth and he goes into the house and then he throws him in jail you know he throws him in the dungeon or whatever and she comes up and she's like what are you doing to my dad and then she switches places you know well in this book he like attacks her dad and she gets pissed when she finds out and she sure does show up at his work and bust in on his one of his meetings in his boardroom and it's like i don't know who the hell you think you are and i'm like yes <laughs> and so it starts off with them two but they knew each other as kids and so there's mm-hmm. just like this already intense background and the attractions there even though they're she's mad at him and he's very 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 inexperienced with women but in a fun way really yes so they explore things together she gives him some pointers yes she does he teaches her to swim and she teaches him other things there you go outside of the pool yeah (laughs) but you know it's it's great it's you know it's it's a cute retelling of beauty and the beast it's got um it addresses mental health issues and treating therapy with respect and how it's, it's vital to these, you know, people's lives. And the main character, uh, uh, Lily Grace, she has, and I'm sorry, I can never pronounce this word. Vitilio? Vitiligo? Yes. Mm-hmm. She has that. And so, um, but it's, it's, it's just another aspect of her care, you know, of, of her. It's not treated as this like weird. Nobody's like, oh my God, look at her. You know, there's never that scene where we have to address it directly. It's just, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. I just love it. It's another form of representation. I just love that. I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great end to the series. I did have one question that did not get answered. And I'm just like, I want another book, but probably won't get it. But there was one couple in the background that I thought needed, I want to know more about, oh. <laughs> you know, like a, a, a B story that I'm like, I want more on that. Um, Rebecca Weatherspoon, give us the scoop. Yeah. I'm like, tell me what happened between so-and-so and so-and-so. I just need to give know. us more an extended epilogue or something. Yes. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it was another thing of Jesse, you know, being put in charge of the ranch like this business this big family business his dad and his mom take off to europe to pursue their careers and basically leave the business with him and he's it's overwhelming because he feels like he's the backbone of the family and you know it's about him realizing he needs a break and he needs to address his own issues Mm -hmm. and find his new place in the family and that hopefully the family will understand and respect his decision so again it was more finding your place in the world finding where you belong finding the people that are going to guide you and support you in this journey and i just i loved it i thought it was fantastic so it was um another one of my five star reads this year awesome yeah so i think i've only got like six or seven but it was it was a five star read for me so and then the last one you mentioned earlier was mistletoe and juno by dahlia rose and it's an alaskan christmas romance or holiday romance if you want to call it um what i really loved about this one is a lot of times 
you know, she goes to visit her friend in Alaska for Christmas. And so she's this social media influencer that her career is taking off and she's famous for, you know, her Instagram and YouTube channel. And, um, you know, a lot of times in these stories, she goes for a quick weekend visit and then she gets trapped there and she's always trying to get out mm-hmm. because she needs to get back for the big meeting because mm-hmm. her career is on the line. But, oh, my gosh, this one person in town, you know, but that wasn't it at all. And I loved that twist in this book. I love the fact that her friend called her because her friend was pregnant. They hadn't seen each other in seven years. Her friend called her and said, listen, we're supposed to be best friends. I've already had one kid or I've gotten married. You've never met him. I've had one kid. You haven't met them. I'm pregnant and I'm about to give birth. And you, we haven't seen each other in seven years. And she's like, you know what? You're right. And she tells her manager, who's sort of her boyfriend. She's like, bye. (laughs) I'm going to Alaska for a month. (laughs) And he's like, you can't, you have it. She's like, no, I'm going. So it's just, it's, it's her own. Like she took agency for herself and she's like, I'm going to be with my friend. And I'm going because every year her parents go on like this cruise or this timeshare or something. So they never spend the holidays together anyways. And she's like, my time is my own and it's my business, you know, like my literal business that I make money from. And I want to go see my friend. And he's like, well, we're going to lose out on this deal. And she's like, and like, no, we won't. I'm still working. Like, I'll deal with it. You know, like you're supposed to be my boyfriend, not my manager. And, you know, so she goes she reconnects with her friend who is awesome. The entire town is amazing. They take her in immediately. Everyone is so charming and so lovely. And of course, her best friend's husband, he works with a guy who was in the military. And now he um, is in the sheriff's patrol. He's a sheriff. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think it's police. I think it's sheriff. I have to look it up, but you know, he's in law enforcement and he is very closed off. He had a fiance. And when he came back from war without all of his limbs, he lost part of his leg. She dumped him. She was like, this is like, this is too much. Yeah. She was like, this is too much. I can't handle this. What? So he is basically like, and I'm done. I'm done with women. I'm done with love. I thought we were going to get married. I thought she was supposed to be by my side. And, mm. you know, and then of course the, the lead character, her best friend is like, you know, there's so-and-so and she's like, uh-uh, I'm just here for a month. And then of course the husband is trying to tell the guy, you know, we have so-and-so at our house. And he's like, uh-uh, stop. Don't try and set me. So they're all, everyone's trying to get them together. And they're trying mm-hmm. not to be together, but of course they end up together and it's really cute. Um, well, I'm a sucker, like a sucker for a wounded veteran story. It's um, so cute. I love it. I just loved it. Yeah. Like that whole, they come back from war, an entire different person mentally physically, emotionally, spiritually. I cannot get enough of that story because it is the ultimate like reinvention story. It is the ultimate finding out who you are underneath all of the superficial bullshit. It's like you are taken down to kind of your bare bones and you have to figure out who you are, who you want to be. And, um, 
yeah, I, I'm a sucker for that kind of story. You're, I think you'll really like this story and especially his mom who runs the bakery in town. And so when, <laughs> when the, um, when the lead character finds, she sees the bakery, she starts going like every day because so, she loves, she's like this major sweet tooth and she just keeps going to like get baked goods. And the mom already from moment one is like, oh, I know. I know this is going to happen. She, so she starts trying to work out a way to get them together. And like, she gets them together on this like little project and like, everybody's like trying to get, it's, it's just really sweet. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's a really good holiday. It's a really, really good holiday read. So it's one for the season for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I, it just came through on my overdrive app. Um, yes. So I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, my reading is slowing down and we're winding down here towards the end of the year. So I'm going to be reading a lot of holiday, a lot of rereading books. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to get into this one and to get some holiday feels. Mm. Um, and this is a new author. I haven't read any of her other books, so I'm excited for this. Yeah, I hadn't either, but apparently her backlist is really long so i'd be very very interested in exploring that more in the new year because i'm like you i'm gonna i'm gonna try and finish out with some holidays i'm gonna do window shopping i'm gonna do um on christmas avenue by jenny baird which is another hallmark book which i loved her last christmas book i loved it um and then this um cute book called um no ordinary christmas by bell calhoun i picked that up at target a little cute little paperback and so yeah that's kind of my I'm trying not to push too much more onto my to be read pile, but it's going to be holidays. Mm -hmm. Holidays, well, holidays all the time. Yeah. I so, love it. So that's it. That's it for me as far as reading. So, well, before we wrap up, why don't we talk about what's making us happy for now? Yes. Let's do got? it. Um, what is making me happy for now? You know what is making me happy for now is HBO Max. They are killing it right now. They're so I don't get HBO and I don't do HBO Max most of the year. But when Insecure comes back, I buy it until the end of the series so that I, and I, and I watch about a year's worth of HBO in that, you know, two months that I have it. And let me tell you, they are killing it. Oh yeah. They, yes. So there's insecure, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, this is the final season and I'm so bummed about it, but it's, it's great. Um, you can watch Dune on mm -hmm. HBO Max, which I saw in the theater and loved. And so now I get to go back and watch it again <laughs> with the subtitles so I can see what I missed because I know I missed some things. Yes. Um, and what else? I mean, there's just so much on there right now. Like I don't watch Succession, but everyone loves succession and apparently this season is amazing and that's on there they're just killing it there's also this movie coming out 
called eight bit Christmas. Have you seen the previews for that? No, but I do know what you're talking about, but no, I have not watched anything. So it almost looks like a Christmas story, but for kids of the eighties or nineties. And, um, I think that is also premiering on HBO max and, um, Neil Patrick Harris is in it and, and June Diane Raphael, who I love. Um, so I'm just super excited for that. Like I saw the, um, the trailer, my friend Erica sent me and co-host of all the feels. She sent me the trailer and she was like, get ready. How good does this look? And it's about the quest for like a Nintendo. I mean, it's, ah, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking it up now. Game. Yes, please. Everyone go watch the trailer. It looks so freaking good. Um, so yeah, HBO max is just killing it. There's the show We're Here. Have you watched We're Here, where the drag queens go to like a small town and put on a drag show? No, but that sounds awesome. Yes, it's and it's a series. So I think this is season two. I think they're in season two. Um, On HBO Max? On HBO Max. So yeah, HBO Max is just killing the game. Like there's so much there and I... I feel so stupid just raving about it. Like I've never had it before, but I haven't had it in a year since whenever Insecure was out for their last season. That's the last time I had it. So I'm like a kid in a candy store and it's making me very, very happy. Right. It's not dumb because it's making you happy and that's all that matters. I will say that I did watch on HBO Max that documentary called Way Down about oh my god that weight loss cult too yeah with the giant hair yes yes i watched that it's my my husband and i were like let's just try it uh we binged the entire thing in one night and i had to go to work the next day and but i just i couldn't stop i was like this is bonkers yeah it was good i've heard that it's insane and I can't wait to watch it. They've just got so much <laughs> good content happening right now. And I'm here for it. It's and it's been fun because I haven't seen any of this. Yes. For the longest, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's making me happy for now. I know that. In and I know that after. um after Hallmark crazy season is done, um, I'm going to watch, be watching a lot more of HBO max too. So, you know, very excited, very excited. What about you? What's making you happy for now? Well, I was going to say real quick, it's funny when you said um, you saw Dune in the theater and then you got to come home and watch it again. I'm like, see, that's another Mm -hmm. thing that kids don't realize because man, you had to wait Mm -hmm. when you liked a movie, you had to wait for it to go to from the regular theater to the dollar theater mm-hmm. and then there was a big pause and then eventually it would come out on vhs so you could rent mm-hmm. it and watch it again and sometimes that took like a year and a half and you're like mm-hmm. i just want to see it again <laughs> and then you would wait even longer if you just wanted to catch it on cable yeah so there'd be a longer wait for that and then an even longer wait if you wanted to, that's premium cable then yeah. an even longer wait if you wanted to get it on basic cable to watch it and then it would be cut up where it was yep. like this version has been modified for your and you're like damn mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. for years 
I remember I only watched 16 candles on TV. Mm-hmm. And so when we sat down one time, my husband and I early on in our marriage, we watched it and I was like, well, where's the scene where, you know, and he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like the scene in the cafeteria where he reads the note. And he's like, that's not in the movie. And I'm like, did I dream it? What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, it is. I've, I've seen it. And so then we finally realized I saw a TV edited version of a scene that's not in the theatrical version. And now it shot everyone's wheels off. And now we're obsessed with finding the different TV versions of. <laughs> yeah. Because the narrative, because they cut so much out, but the narrative still has to make sense. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So you watched a different movie. Yeah. So it just blew his mind that we watched two different 16 games. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not crazy. It was there, I promise. But, um, okay. So my happy for now is honestly, sweaters. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Exactly. I fa- I'm wearing one now. I found this sweater at Target. It's this like very light waffle weave, but it would be great for layering. And it's that boxy cut where you could size up and be flowy or you could size down and it still looks nice. And I'm obsessed with the way it fit. And I ordered, no lie. I've got four more coming because I bought two in store and I bought four more in all the colors and I'm just going to rotate them out through the week and just wear a different color of the same sweater every day that I have to go to the office. I love it. (laughs) But I'm obsessed. I got the patterns. I got the solid colors. I got them all. And then I bought two different sweaters that are almost as good, but they're a little shorter and all in told in the last, I don't know, three weeks I've purchased like eight sweaters <laughs> I love it I love having a daily uniform it yes. makes everything so much easier yes I just want to put a sweater on mm-hmm. and my and you know what everyone else that's younger than me can take those boot cut wide leg jeans and throw them in the trash I'm still in jeggings okay I am because I'm old <laughs> and I'm this is it this is I'm not changing so I've got a dozen pairs of jeggings and that's all I'm going to wear until they fall apart. So I put on my jeggings and I put on a sweater and I'm out the door. And you're good to go. Did you see the memes going around of um, us older folk telling the younger ones to just wait until winter comes for their um, boot cut and their flared jeans because they get wet in that snow and that yep. mud that you're trudging through. Mm-hmm. Like you think you think you're cute now. Wait till there's a little um, ice. A that's little, just, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait till you got to trudge through snow and then you got wet pants for the rest yep. of the day. Call us yes. then. Yeah, because my jeggings tuck into my duck boots mm-hmm. and they go all right. the way up. And guess what doesn't get wet? My little tootsies and I get by to my office and I take them out and I pull out my little flats and I put my flats on and I just walk around. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's the way I do it. They don't know. So I'm like, I'll keep my side part. I'll keep my jeggings. Mm -hmm. Leave us alone. Don't come for us. Yeah. I'm like, it's fine. No one cares what I look like anyways. I'm an old mom. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) So yeah. So those new sweaters are making me happy. I'm legit like. I cannot wait. And I waited until I had them in my cart and I waited because I was like, Target's going to run a sale at some point. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, as soon as that 20% off 
apparel apparel mm-hmm. bam click cartwheel done. baby done and then i also got three books with it so yeah <laughs> i love it target really comes through yeah. i i am an old navy and target shopper that's where i get all my clothes yeah because i mean i just i'll wash them and then i'll hang them to dry i won't even put them in the dryer and they'll last mm-hmm. They'll last a couple seasons at least. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I'm, I got I'm right there with you. Eight sweaters for like 150 bucks. Done. Perfect. And that's Done your too. entire winter wardrobe. Yes. I love it. So all right. Well, this was awesome. I know we chatted for a really long time, but it was great. This was fun. Yes. I missed it. And thank you everyone for listening. Yes, we appreciate it. Um, I know we've hit some sort of streaming new record on Anchor because they sent a little alert for something. I don't remember what it was, but so that was nice. So thank you, everybody, (laughs) for still listening, even though we haven't put out an episode in a while. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Let us know what you're what you're reading, what you've been enjoying, um, what you're looking forward to at the end of the year, what books you're looking forward to for 2022. Yes. Dying to know what everyone is excited about. So, yes. So yeah. yeah. Let us so know. let us know. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at, well, on Twitter at y'all this book and on Instagram at y'all period, this period book. And then of course the website, y'all this or y'all this both work so all right well i guess we will see y'all next time bye